we're going to begin teaching about in the potter's hands. In the potter's hands. And uh, I have did uh, extensive study and uh, prayer. And I believe this is something that's going to benefit you uh, if we can grasp this and get a hold of that. Actually, I think it's the next step following what we just got through talking about for a few weeks about being rooted. Uh, We're going to start tonight. And uh, the main scripture uh, text that's going to carry us through uh, this whole thing is found in Isaiah 64 and 8. Isaiah 64 and 8. You know, while you are looking at uh, that, I want to welcome those that are watching by means of the internet tonight. And I'm uh, glad that you have tuned in and joined us. Uh, This is what the scripture says in Isaiah 64 and 8. But now, O Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are potter. And all we are the work of your hand. And all we are the work of your hand. There's something that we should always keep in mind, that we can't take credit for nothing good that accomplishes and is done in our life. Everything that we do is God working through us. Amen. And, and all we are, we are the work of your hand. As I said, uh, tonight we're going to begin, and this is a three-part uh, series going to be a three-part series uh, in the potter's hand. We need to understand the role of the potter and the role of the clay. Amen. This lesson is going to show us that much of the conflict in our lives are brought on by those who are not yielding to the role God, He being the potter has declared over their lives. Now, I want to say that on the uh, outside of this uh, teaching. The majority of the issues that I have to deal with and the conflicts I have to deal with is not fighting against the devil, but fighting against Sammy. Amen. Uh, Most of our conflicts are brought about because we are bucking up against the divine perfect will of God. And if you're a child of God, if you have been born again, and you're constantly trying to go your route, I'm going to tell you something. There ain't going to be no kind of trouble like you're going to have. The devil's just a pussycat compared. If, if you're a child of God and he's your father, 
He is going to do whatever it takes to get you lined up. Amen. He knows how to get your attention. He knows how to get your attention. So, we got to we got to figure out what role is what. And uh, I, I read something one time. Um, can't remember where it come from. I don't remember where it come from. But this Bible uh, teacher said that the two most important things that he has learned in his life is number one, there is a God, and number two, I'm not He. Hallelujah. Amen. I've learned there is a God, and I've also learned that I'm not God. I'm not He. Hallelujah. Now, uh, I told you that uh, uh, this lesson is going to be divided in three parts. And I'm going to be talking about sovereignty, submission, and service. So this might take a little different course than what you've heard somebody teach on the potter and the clay. I don't know. But this is why God has put it up in my spirit. And we're going to begin part one tonight about talking about sovereignty. And sovereignty that I'm talking about is the sovereignty of God. You'll be surprised how many Christians don't understand the sovereignty of God. Amen. Uh, they, they don't realize uh, let me, and I'm going to give you a deeper definition here in a moment, but what God does uh, is not formed or shaped by what you and I do. God already knows what he's going to do. His plans were laid out before the foundation of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, there was something happened a long time ago, and I was I was a young young minister at the time, but went to the hospital to see somebody that was terminally ill, and they had already called hospice in, and uh, it was pretty evident that unless God did come on the scene and, do, and work an absolute miracle, she was going to be out of here. But it's, the process seemed to be so long and to drag on. And uh, when I got to the hospital during the visitation, there was another minister there. And, uh, and I, I'm sure he meant well, and he was trying to console her and console the family. Because the big question is, you know, was, you know, whatever God is going to do, why don't he go ahead and do it one way or the other? That was a big question in the room. And this minister, in his attempt, tried to 
comfort the family brought them more questions because he said, just keep trusting the Lord because he's trying to decide and make up his mind what he wants to do. And I thought, my Lord, somebody laying there in that shape and the family gathered all around just all the pieces and you telling them God can't make up his mind. I'm going to tell you something. God already knew what he was going to do before the child got sick. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, God knows the end from the beginning, the Bible says. Hallelujah. And what God does is not contingent upon what I do. God's going to work out his perfect plan on this earth whether or not I want to get involved with it or not. He's a sovereign God. He's a sovereign king. And brings us to that point. Let me give you this definition. Sovereignty can be defined as having supreme authority, control, and power over all that has happened, is happening, and will happen in the future and in all times. Now, I realize that's a mouthful, but I'm, let, me, let me read that again. Sovereignty can be defined, and I'm talking, we're talking about the sovereignty of God. Sovereignty can be defined as having supreme authority, control, and power over all that has happened, all that is happening now, and all that will happen in the future in all times. Now, I will, I will admit to you, I'm kind of concerned about this upcoming election. It's got me concerned. Uh, Sister Darlene and myself has already voted. But when I see the path that the ungodly wants to take this country down, I'm concerned. And it bothers me. Oh, praise God. I don't know if you've heard it or not, but under the previous administration, there was a lot of things that was enacted by his pen. And the transgenderism really come into strong force under the previous administration. That's why you have had stores like Target having bathrooms for whatever sex you think you are. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you what, if there's no other store in town, I would not go there myself. That's me. That's me. And there's been several children that's been molested. It don't make a whole lot of the news media. They try to keep it quiet, but there's already been a lot of molestation. But 
this past week, this administration signed something. I don't know what it was called. I can't tell you all all the details. But he stirred up another hornet's nest when he said that the gender of a child will be written down on the birth certificates whatever sex the child was born. Hallelujah. I mean, Lord God, any, anybody with one eye and half sense can tell the difference by the plumbing. Hallelujah. But that was, that was done this past week. Anybody else heard about that? Oh, Lord, many made, made, made my heart so good, Lord. Uh, and the, see, the devil, that's why the devil is so mad. And this thing that we are fighting right now is a spiritual battle. It's not one political party against the other. It's light against darkness. Amen. So let us, let us move, move on. <coughs> when we understand God as the potter, we must concede to the fact that he is in control of what is being formed. He's control of everything, past, present, and future. And I didn't finish what I was saying a few minutes ago about this election. I am concerned. But I do believe what the Word says, that it's God who raises up kings and sets them down. So I'm telling you tonight, God is in control. He's in control. Praise the Lord. Um, the potter, we must con- uh, concede the, to the fact that he is in control of what it's being formed, how it's being formed, and to what purpose it is being formed for. Did you get that? The potter is in control of what is being formed, how it's being formed, and to what purpose it's being formed for or from. Now, a couple of pieces of pottery we got up here. Whoever made these, uh, the, the one doing the making made the decision of what each vessel was going to be. This little fellow over here said, hey, 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 that ain't right. That ain't fair. You ain't make me as big as this one. Well, it's in the potter's hands. You hear what I'm saying? It's in the potter's hands. And so God as being the potter, he is in control of what is being formed, how it's being formed, and to what purpose it is being formed for. Everything that is done is designed to please him. Like it or not, everything is done. It's not about me and you. It's all about him. Psalms 135, I believe it is, and 6. Whatever the Lord pleases, he does. 
in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all deep places. Hallelujah. See, God's a sovereign God. And he's going to do what he want to do. He's going to do what pleases him. Another scripture, Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Hallelujah. Glory. Declaring the end from the beginning. Divine purpose there. And from ancient times things that are not yet done saying... My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Go glory. Hallelujah. Everybody, if you want to have a better life, you better realize that God is in control. He is in charge. The Lord God reigns from his throne, and as a creator, now follow me now, I want you to understand this. The Lord God reigns from his throne and as a creator has the right to achieve his purposes and has the power to bring about circumstances that dictate whatever he wills to come to pass. He has complete control of everything and there is nothing. Look at somebody and say nothing. There's nothing that is done that is not done by or allowed through his will. Everything that happens is going to be through his will. Either through his permissive will or through his perfect will. It's going to be done through him. Now this expresses uh, the Apostle Paul in Romans 8 and 28. One of my favorite New Testament scriptures when he said... We know that for those who love God, all things together work for good for those who are the called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. You don't have to get all bent out of shape and filled with anxiety over something. All things work together for the good. Now, it did not say that all things that's going to happen to you is going to be good. That ain't what it's saying. But it says all things are going to work together. God's going to take the bad junk, he's going to take the good junk, and he's going to form something beautiful in your life. Hallelujah. If you are the called, (laughs) excuse me, according to his purpose. Hallelujah. And that's the truth. That is the truth. Now, here, here's, here's a fact. <coughs> we move out of place and step out of line when we ask God why he did or is doing something a certain way. I've done it. I think everybody's done it. But when we do that, 
we move out of our place and we step out of line when we ask God why he did or is doing something a certain way. Get this, get this truth down in your spirit. God has every right to do what he purposes without asking me a thing. He don't need my permission. Glory. He's got that right. Because he is a potter and he's sovereign. He has every right to do what he purposes and all that he does is according to what pleases him as we've already said. Another scripture in Isaiah chapter 45 now, here's where I told you we step out of line uh, when we begin to do certain things. Notice what this scripture says. Woe to him. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Hmm. If I was a potter and this thing right here, I had it on the wheel, turning it trying to make something with the skill of my hand and the vision in my mind to see what I wanted this to turn out to be. And this thing all of a sudden tries to jump up and bite me because it don't like, like which way I went. I'd probably take a hammer and say, okay, buddy, there you go. Your glory. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potsherds uh, strive with the potsherds of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, what are you making? This thing starts talking to me and says, what are you, what are you trying to make out of me? Or shall your handiwork say, he has no hands? I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. Whatever God decrees is going to happen. Do you know, we all know the scriptures that talks about that that's impossible for God to lie. The devil's a father of liars, but it's impossible. There's no way God can ever lie. You really know why that's true? Because his words have so much authority and power that even if it starts out to be a lie, when he says it, it's automatically true. Amen. I mean, at one time, it was just darkness everywhere. And all he said, let there be light. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, uh, Woe to him who strike. Uh, I've heard an old saying, and maybe you have heard this old saying too. Uh, they used to say this on Saturday night on Channel 5 News at 10 o'clock. I can remember hearing them say this when I was real young. They talked and said, the Mars Church Day, and everybody go to the church or synagogue of your choice. 
Everybody attend the church or synagogue of your choice. That's, that sounds good. That sounds good. But I'm, I'm going to make a statement right here, and I hope it shakes some people off their pedestal. There's no such thing as a church of your choice. Your choice ain't got nothing to do with it. It's all his. If you're not where God planted you, 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 need to, you need to figure out where he put you. And if you left where God planted you, you better realize, hey, it's not your choice. The Bible says we are not our own. We are what? Bought with a price. Hallelujah. Amen. He's the potter, potter. He's supreme. He has all control and authority. And our problem is we want to take too much on our own. Amen. We want to take too much on our own. Here's, listen to this, and I'm fixing to bring, we're about at the end of the night's lesson about sovereignty. If the potter crafts a cup instead of a bowl, the vessel being made has no input in the decision. Amen. He throws a lump of clay on there. He said, I think this time I'm going to make a cup. And he, the potter decides to make a cup instead of a bowl or a, a, a vase or vase or whatever you want to call it. The vessel don't have no input and no decision. Do you know the Bible says that God has placed in the church members as it pleases who? Him. Pleases Him. We, we, have, we, we need to be where God has connected us with and to be what he wants us to be, to be in his perfect will. Hallelujah. If God has placed you to do one thing, you're getting out of, out of the will of God when you're trying to move somewhere else. The Bible says, let every man abide in the same calling wherein which he was called. Amen. It's him. See, I really felt strong about this when I was uh, coming up with this lesson about the sovereignty of God. There's so many in today's church has gotten away from that. A lot of the, the modern ones, they think it, they know a better way. But there's no better way than the way God has ordained. Amen. And you're either going to be in his way or you're going to be in the way. Hallelujah. You're either going to be in his way or you're going to be in the way. Finally, I need to say that it's useless to attempt to dictate to the potter a counter purpose or plan 
and hinder or stop his perfect will or plan. You're, you're fighting a hopeless battle. When you try, amen, to hinder or stop his perfect plan, if God has ordained something, nothing or no one can keep it from coming to pass. Nothing or no one can keep it from coming to pass. <laughs> I think of a, a final scripture. I don't have it on the screen, but it found in Job 42 and 2. Job. And Job, this is what Job said. He says, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. Hallelujah. It don't matter if you've got an army of a, uh, a thousand against you. That army of a thousand cannot thwart what God wants to do in your life. That ought to give you encouragement. That ought to give you hope. There's not enough devils in hell can stop what God has ordained for your life. Amen. You're his child. He loves you. And that love is unconditional. It's not, it's not uh, predicated on how good you live because your relationship with God is built on grace. Amen. Hallelujah. So... That's the first part of our lesson about in the potter's hands about God's uh, sovereignty. And even though we have touched on the next one already, our next part we're going to be talking about submission, a word that a lot of folks don't like nowadays. Submission. Let's all stand together. Father, we come tonight, we thank you, and we praise you for this service. We thank you for your word. Your word's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I pray, God, that this word will be implanted within us and that we can grow by it and that we can realize, Lord, that you're the one in control. We can take comfort in that fact, and we can leave it in your hands and trust you that the God of all creation is going to always do the right thing. Take everybody home now. Keep them safe on the road. And we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you. I love you in the Lord. Hallelujah.